In this episode of The Fool Nerd, uh, what the hell am I saying? <laughs> In this episode of The Fool Nerd, Intel's Core i9 9900K is finally here. And hashtag insert CPU gate. And finally, do you already miss hyperthreading? Yes. Cheapskate. <laughs> I just want to try to get dramatic it. pause. You can get angry. <laughs> that was good. <laughs> Eleni's actually smart, not a cheapskate. Frugal. Oh, damn, I forgot to do it. Welcome to the Full Nerd episode 71. I wasn't even paying attention, just off in my own little cloud here. I'm your host, Gordon Bong, with Brad Charkas, co host. I'm paying attention. He's paying attention. I am not. Eleni Yee here, who is definitely not a cheapskate. Sorry. It was a thing between us. Yeah, Hi, everybody. And Adam Patrick Murray controlling the vertical and horizontal. Uh, hello, everyone here. But more importantly, hello, everyone out there. Uh, as some of you might know, that we, we crossed 100K on PC World's YouTube uh, a couple days ago. Yay! Yay, go us. A little slow Yay. cap uh, yeah, for go us. us. Uh, so, us. Go yeah. you, the people who are subscribing. Yeah. Exactly. Boom. Yes. Thank you, everyone, so much. Uh, Gordon and I were in New York to uh, see some stuff uh, that we're going to talk about in a second. But uh, from the bottom of our hearts, I... I truly appreciate everyone's support uh, on YouTube and all of our other channels. So I really appreciate it. One hundred K down, uh, a couple more million to go. One thing about YouTube, our YouTube channel is actually the videos that we do often publish there first because of the way, you know, our upload process works. Yep. So if you subscribe to us on YouTube, you'll be able to see our stuff sooner than if you're following the site sometimes. True. Definitely. Mm-hmm. So definitely true. hit the subscribe button, which I, is it down here? Or it's uh, somewhere. Who, who knows? Who knows? Who knows? I just want to know, like, it's like an achievement in a video game. So. <laughs> <laughs> and guess. we, we were, uh, like I said, we were in New York to see something, uh, see something fancy. Gordon, we put up an interview that we had. Uh, a lot of people saw yeah. that uh, in the feed, but, uh, why, yeah, why don't you, yeah, why don't was... you recap, uh, and tell everyone what, uh, what we saw. So of course the big news is ninth gen ninth. A lot of, I was coming in this morning. I was like, where exactly makes this, this ninth? And I'll tell you is one more <laughs> is what makes it ninth. Uh, Intel has three, we're going to have about three levels. Uh, First big news, of course, is like, hey, Xeon W3175X is here. This is the 28-core uh, CPU that Intel showed off at Computex, immediately got kicked in the teeth by some people over it. But it is here, decently high clocks, 4.3, stupidly expensive probably when it launches, but we don't know the price. But the motherboard I is thought, bigger than this table. But I thought it was 5 gigahertz. <laughs> Yeah, it's. Uh, I think four three is what they're saying on turbo. So no, yeah, Brad's, and that, Brad's just uh, stirring. Brad the pot is just here. throwing it at him. Yeah, I mean that was uh, that was a uh, that was everybody who knows anything about computers immediately said when they heard the Intel news five gigahertz. I remember it's like wow, they got five gigahertz on one thread. Like what? All threads? Like oh, it's an overclocking demo, right? But they never said overclocking mm-hmm. demo. They've always claimed that it's like oh, we we drop one word in an hour long thing. You can believe it, you cannot believe it, but it's finally here. It's a Xeon, which is very interesting to me because I really thought it was going to be marketed under like Core i10, right? You know, like especially because it's overclockable and Xeons typically aren't, right? Right. Yep. And well, no, um, Xeons are unlocked because I mean, if you want to blow up your five thousand dollars CPU, Intel's like, do it all day, all day. <laughs> just buy another one. We'll sell you another yeah. one. <laughs> just please do it. Please do it. Uh, they do lock some of the. They have locked the lower end ones over the years to prevent, mm. you know. Um, 
budget buyers from taking advantage of those unlocked Xeons, but uh, they go off and on. on advantage, their because when you pay that much, you're really taking advantage <laughs> it's of somebody. A loop, it's a loophole, right? They want you to go buy a core part. They don't want you to, to buy all the Xeons and, and the like. Uh, that, that, of course, is there. Also, uh, Core X, all of those got a refresh. Uh, big news is basically you take uh, Skylake X, you put a, uh, a solder thermal interface material on it, clocks it up a little higher, Bam, replace the whole line up and down. No more KB Lake X. All of these are Skylake X, I believe, although huh. I don't think they're officially calling that. So then, yeah. Okay, KB Lake X is what? gone. Bottom end There's is... There's no Core i5 Skylake X part anymore. There is no... <laughs> <laughs> a, quiet, a quiet end to a very quiet... Uh, yeah, there. I, you know, and I, you know, I think, of course, for, if you don't know the controversy, it was... These were KB Lake X parts, like a whole ton of the, the PCIe lanes weren't on these things. It just did not make a lot of sense to people. I think it was normal Intel where this these parts were made for overclocking, um, right? Overclocking demos and overclocking uh, 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 races, but they couldn't market it as like only for overclocking racers because it really is for somebody who wants to just run this thing on you know liquid nitrogen or liquid helium that's the part i never understood why couldn't lawyers they? they you know and people gotta understand oh man we, we haven't gotten to the third thing yet <laughs> intel's got lawyers everywhere, <laughs> everywhere on on this side and that side and the Underneath minute somebody anybody at intel says something wrong publicly there, there is a there is a shareholder lawsuit launched immediately because they've got you think about it. Intel's got billions of dollars at stake. There's a reason why Apple never says anything either because it's the same thing. They somebody says something wrong at Apple, shareholder lawsuit or just you know just a lot of harassment lawsuits. Just just got all these deep pockets. I get that part, but I'm just not sure how that ties into saying that this part is probably best suited for this use case. Because even for overclocking, an unlocks unlock CPUs. There's no actual warranty, right? If you blow up mm. your unlock K part, uh, it, it they don't have to replace it legally. Everybody knows if you blow your K part up, Intel ninety nine point nine percent of the time replaces it. But is you know if they were to say they they can't even say this. They say oh well, you should buy the overclocking insurance, and it's just that sort of weird tension that mm. <clears throat> they have a lot of liability, so they can't say anything because you've got. I mean, all right. You got lawyers everywhere. People don't really understand this. If you got the deep pockets of Apple and, and Intel and Google and all these companies, yeah, people just willing to see you left and right. So, but the star of the show <laughs> is the ninth. I, I actually I just realized I missed an opportunity here. Is the ninth gen Core i 9 9900 K, which they should have just went all nines. Ninth gen Core i 9 99 K, right? Yeah, why not? <laughs> just like anyway, just keep being the nine, right? Because it's just <laughs> right. And so that's the big deal. Uh, eight threads, uh, hyper threading. So eight sixteen threads. Uh, the of course, the disappointing part uh, is price, right? This I think we all were guessing at the price. Well, actually, it's yeah, such, I, I have yeah. the prices right here on a little note. Uh, <laughs> I didn't have them in New York with me, so do we? Do we want to go over that? I think it's interesting where that price fell because it means none of us got it right. For well, on the street, it's actually five. Well, 50. thirty mm, five thirty thirty. Yeah, because on my my piece of paper here, uh, Chicken Scratch, uh, Brad the same as last uh, last year five hundred. Uh, Gordon said same as last year five hundred. Elena said uh, ninety seven hundred k three fifty, and then I said a twenty dollar increase, so five twenty. 
So I'm really closest to winner again. Well, but actually, <laughs> you get to come down for the price is right. The price. But the actual street price, I mean, the actual tray, yeah, thousand. If you buy a thousand, I'm kidding. <laughs> Typically, though, well, in the old days, like five years ago, it would street prices would come down to the tray price, which is four eighty eight. Uh, it has not been that way in a long time. So four eighty eight for these parts and. Uh, and I guess that's competition at work there, right? <laughs> Trade price, by the way, means if you buy a thousand of them. So if Dell wants to buy a thousand of them, they'll pay four hundred and eighty-eight bucks a piece. So but if you want to go buy one today, yeah, eh, ish. That's the idea. It's a volume. Yeah. But if you want to go buy one today across the internet, it's pretty much universally five hundred and thirty bucks. I've seen this high as five hundred and eighty bucks on Newegg. Right. Yikes. Yeah. That is that is a markup. See, I just and I was just thinking, like, what happened to? Does it? You know, I. Again, eight cores, and I'm going to uh, basis three six is never going to run at three six unless you basically have a ten dollar heatsink and it's the hottest day of the year. <laughs> turbo single core turbo is five gigahertz, uh, ninety five watt TDP, sixteen megs of uh, cache total unlocked, of course, forty PCIe lanes, dual channel, so. It's everything everybody wanted, except that the price everybody wanted it. And this is kind of weird because I just think you know, like you would think that um, competition would bring prices down, and I guess it has. Uh, uh, Tomas on YouTube says there is no competition. There, yeah, well, yeah. Uh, well, I yeah. Mean, yes and I no. We'll have to see where we'll have to see where the performance falls because. AMD's Ryzen second gen was real close to the 8700K in IPC. So, right. I mean, and that they offer eight cores and 16 threads for these days $300. So, 200 something dollars less than this 9900K. Oh my god, it's yeah, it's it's 300 with a decent heatsink. So it's a really yeah. the value propositions there. It's really right. they can almost co well because these aren't going to come with a heatsink. I mean, maybe it's the media because I always sort of see like I see eight cores, eight threads, or sixteen threads versus eight cores, sixteen threads, sort of the natural competitor. But mm -hmm. the prices make them not the competitor. The twenty seven hundred X really is going to compete with. Good lord, it could compete. It's going to compete with the i five. <laughs> yeah, so there's actually really? two other uh, ninth gen parts. There's an i seven ninety seven hundred K. We'll get into that later. Three six base four nine turbo, eight and eight ninety five watt TDP three seventy four and ninth gen i five ninety six hundred K three seven base four six turbo six six <coughs> ninety five watt TDP two sixty two. I mean, damn. I mean, twenty seven hundred X kind of competes with that i5 because the thing price. is wait this is a tr this is the tray price you just quoted though so you're probably going to see an uptick on that so yeah. you're going to be much uh, closer to 300 at, at amazon the 9700k is 400 dollars. same at bnh photo and on amazon at least the 9600k was 275 okay but i mean you know sort of like it just came out even about a quarter, maybe the prices will stabilize. So 262 to 275, 270 is. Mm -hmm. It's 300 for a core 16 thread. Dang. 2700X. Is it from a pure performance point of view for like just putting the money down? That's, I mean, it's, it's going to wail on that 9600K. Well, they did have some demos at the uh, at the event. You know, what, what was it? Running <clears throat> two games and streaming both of them all on one chip. On the 9900K? Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes. That was actually pretty impressive. That's very similar to that Star Trek machine we did. They had mm. they had an 18-core 7980XE with um, uh, Linux and then four Windows installs and then four different GPUs, four different uh, quadros because they were single single slot. And then they could run four instances of Star Trek 
bridge commander, whatever it is. I forget what it is. Bridge crew. Bridge crew. Yeah. Very similar. Um, and you, it was you could play four Super VR cool. games at the same time. It was pretty cool. So that's kind of they kind of did that when they played Fortnite and PUBG or something. Uh, okay, or? Yeah, it was, it was two games, uh, two two. Uh, but those are, Two instances those are then, very resource-intensive games, though. True. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like they were playing at 4K or anything. I mean, it's just a cool demo to show off, though. Uh, mm-hmm. Speaking of slots, um, uh, somebody was asking about the PCIe lanes. Uh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah. How, how many on the... 40. 40. So okay. same as, same as you know, all as it has been for a while. Although 40 is a sort of a sleight of hand that there's 16 on the cpu uh for graphics and then there's like a four out to the pch and then intel actually adds a bunch of pci uh, gen 3 on the pch the, another thing is a new chipset um it's not really 40 this is not the same so you basically it's if you stay within the pch yeah there's a ton extra pcie lanes but once you start crossing over the the dmi this which is the connection from the the uh, south bridge, as people still want to call it, to the CPU, it, you're looking at sharing a single by four Gen 3 kind of hmm. um, connection. So you're not going to be running, you know, four 970 Pros on your south bridge and getting crazy amounts of bandwidth across that DMI. You, you really, at that point, you do a Threadripper or you do a Core X, you know. Part, What's so. the breakdown for uh, Ryzen again? Like, how's that one structured again? It's really 20, you know, like a lot of people like to say 24, but let's face it, it's the same thing. It's sort of, it's very similar. Uh, four, mm-hmm. four hang off the actual CPU for uh, M.2, which is okay. That's kind of cool. And then you get 16 for your PCIe, um, for your graphics cards. And then you have another four going to the, the PCH, which they add on more. So uh, they're pretty got, even. Got a great question from uh, Paul Lucas. Uh, this is a little high level. Uh, do you think we get too wrapped up in benchmarks versus user experience? Gordon, I know you got a something to say about that. Yeah, I, I, yeah, I think people do get a little too focused on the on the benchmarks, and they kind of like look at that little like, oh my god, it's three percent better. Uh, in the end, doesn't you know? <laughs> and actually, it's very interesting because you know Intel really, really came out hard. They really came out hard. The ninety nine Core i nine. 9900K is, quote, the world's best gaming processor. They've said it over and over and over again. Wait, wait. I thought you said there was a problem with lawyers. <laughs> right. And they are saying, well, I mean, that. so <laughs> does does anybody doubt that it's, I mean, 8700K no. was clearly the world's I'm not doubting it. I just best. think it's funny that you would say earlier in the conversation that they couldn't, you know, uh, characterize one ship a certain way, but they're totally doing it for this. But look one. at this. Look, I have taken well, the overclocking. The overclocking is like, hey, this is you can use the chip this way, but it's outside of what we warranty. Whereas you could say, hey, we're the world's best gaming processor. No one, it's not going to blow up. <laughs> yeah, you know, I'm going to point out a very uh, and so I did a, a, an interview with. Um, God, I'm going to screw this up, and I hate that. Anon um, Srivasa. I got yeah. okay, it right. I got it right. Srivasa. Yes. Point for me. I'm so bad. <laughs> get my name wrong. Mr. Oom. Um, um, um. That's the desktop boss at Intel, right? That's the boss. But I, so I did an interview with him, and I, and I misquoted what they had said. I said, it's the world's fastest gaming CPU. And he actually corrected me. He says, oh, it's the world's best gaming CPU. <laughs> because we, as we know, there's a difference there, right? There's a big difference between fastest and best. Yeah. Yep. Um, and I say this because I do not doubt, and honestly, I took a poll, you know, I think I think Paul and Kyle would agree, and Steve over Gamers Nexus, everybody in the room agrees, yeah, 900K is going to be the fastest 
I, I, I would say fastest. I honestly wouldn't say best. I would say it's going to be, mm-hmm. it's going to have the highest frame rates in most games. Well, be, yeah, best can be construed to mean so many different things. Cons- so. Considering it has the same thread count as the 2700X, I think it'll be faster even in multi-core stuff. Personally, I think it's going to be oh. the fastest mainstream desktop processor you can buy. Right. No, I mainstream agree Mainstream being 500 bucks. Now, yeah. Yes. And for the small socket. And that's... Yeah. 500 for small socket. Yeah, but you know, there's... I mean, Cora. I mean, Cora, we'll talk about this later, we'll, I think. But we could talk about. I mean, sort of like. But the whole thing is like he corrected me, and I I thought about that. It's like when you say you know best versus fastest, uh, you know, one's quantifiable, one's not as much. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, getting to the point, the 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 viewers asking about is it? Uh, are we getting too much in the benchmark weeds? Like, yeah, I ten eighty p two hundred and forty hertz panel. Yeah, this this is gonna kick ass. 4K 60, 4K high for refresh. No, it's you're not going to notice the difference between these uh, 2700X or a i7 or a 9. I mean, it's going to be really for, hard. For what it's worth, I think we also are clear about that in our reviews. Like when you reviewed the 2700X, you said, yeah, the 8700K is a little bit faster, but you're you're not really going to notice it. So right. you get the extra cooler. So the 2700X is the better buy for your money. I try to do the same with graphics card reviews. Yeah. Um, the experience that you get trumps raw benchmarks numbers at any time. Yeah. Yeah, and that doesn't that's all that matters, right? Uh, you could be you could be using an old Pentium K overclocked. <laughs> if games are running yeah. fine, don't listen to everybody saying, Oh, you need to buy something. It's like, no, you know, don't and I think Intel actually really late leaned into that concept hard when it was talking about the ninety seven hundred K and the ninety nine hundred K. They were like, We're they're gonna be the fastest gaming specifically, they were talking about over and over gaming, gaming. So, you know, eight cores is more than enough for gaming. Yeah. And they have straight cores, soldered you know, interface material. They're leaning real hard into that same experience idea, I think. Right. They're going to push. And I got to say, 8700K really pushed those clocks. That thing never seemed to run ever under four gigahertz most of the time. So you put a, you put solder on there, you, you push a little harder again, Intel, these are, you know, plus, 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 plus 14 parts. They just tweak it. They have their very best bins and, these things, this thing could like be running at four three all day, and then when you get the single threaded, you know, could be five gigahertz. We don't know because we don't have the parts tested yet. Right. So. Um, we got a kind of a follow up question on that uh, over on Twitch from Verger. Verger. Uh, could you explain how the ninety seven hundred K would be faster, better than the twenty seven hundred X with only half the threads? We're going to get to that later. Yeah, we're going to get into that whole hyper-threading. So save that question. That Maybe you could put in chat how to pronounce your name so Adam doesn't know. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> it's part of Adam's charm. He, he still hasn't learned how to pronounce my name, folks, so don't take it personally. Gordine. still working on that. Gordine. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, I, I got it. You know, I the price, I was disappointed. I, I mean, I was disappointed, but at the same time, this thing is going to rock 2700X, right? We're, we're going to have to see the final performance. We'll have to wait really and see. It'd be 100 bucks cheaper. I mean, to me, that's a solid 100 bucks more than I was hoping it would be. Yeah. Well, what would have made this make you feel better? I mean, because the pricing is... <laughs> a cooler? <laughs> yeah, you know, and I, I should have A really cool cooler. Is it time for Intel to say, hey, you know what? We're going to... We're going to... Uh, God, I hate it. We're going to take a page from like, AMD's playbook. Like, any tech <laughs> journalist is really that into football. But anyway... We're gonna take, I am. Except yeah, for Brad. Except he calls <laughs> cheaters. But... Um, 
why, why I had to throw that one out there, folks. Sorry, Patriots fans. <laughs> why if they put shouldn't they put the the cooler in the box? I'm like serious. Nice like honestly, even for me, there's something about having an included cooler that makes it seem more valuable or like a better buy. They could have made it five sixty and included a cool cooler, and people would be like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm getting a cooler. <laughs> and it yeah, d- it would it would have taken away the sting. Yeah. But it does have a nicer box, you know. It looks like a that Destiny. Box is not going to cool anything. No, hey, hey, not even fall. me when hey, I'm hey, sitting listen, at my desk. Listen, the box is really nice and it's well built, as I know. Yeah, because I dropped it at the event. Dude, seriously, <laughs> when I saw that box, my first thought—maybe I just—I handle logistics too much. My first thought was, "Man, they're going to have a hard time packing those in boxes. There's so yeah, much right? space." Yeah, <laughs> it's a natural shape. Yes, we Adam did. We're just going to admit this to the world. I'm going to take half the blame because i was there too <laughs> yeah sure <clears throat> is we pc world we apologize to intel and to all fans if you look at every single picture of the core i9 9900k from new york city it's the left side because the left the right side has a great big black guy from us <laughs> dropping the box and cracking it well if anybody took pictures and they actually had the crack that, that's our fault. Well, it's listen, listen. Uh, it's it, it's, it's uh, you know a plastic kind of thing, uh, and then it had the the packaging was like a kind of like a cardboard wrap around it, and it only attached with magnets. So like when oh. I went to grab it, I thought it was like etched or adhesive on to the thing. So when I went to grab it from the top, I only grabbed the paper. So the right. paper Whoop. pull up, and you know, and then the whole thing fell and just cracked open like a like an Easter egg. God, <laughs> and I was just like, destroyed. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Luckily, there wasn't a chip in there, so that so now wasn't worse. But yeah, you've been cataloging everything you haven't dropped since then. <laughs> I, I have, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because I went to the Google event the next day and I was like, I didn't drop a single thing there. That's that's good. That's good. <laughs> I, you know, I the box is cool. I mean, I gotta I gotta admit, I like. I mean, I know people are like, oh, it should come in a in a in a in a hemp lined box that I can then go to Whole Foods with. But I like, if I'm buying a premium part and I want something on my shelf, that box is pretty I, cool. I like that box. I really like, I like that box. it. It, it was nice. And it, it was well built. I mean, even though I, yeah. I dropped it, it you know, like it was, it was well built. But you, it I does mean, 100% look like a rare Destiny Engram, though. Hell yeah. Does it? Yeah. <laughs> I, but yeah, I mean, a cooler. And the thing is, if you go out and you buy a $52 Celeron, you get. A heatsink, right? Mm-hmm. But I think Intel's always sort of calculated as like, look, we know ninety nine percent of people who buy these K parts, they go out and they buy a cooler, right? You're no, an enthusiast. I get it. I, we're just putting just more into landfill. I'm at just, that point. I'm just saying though, like there is something like it's it's not, it's not about what makes sense for what people actually do. It has to do with making feel people making people feel good about what they did, right? So that you yep. bought this expensive uh, component. And maybe you won't use that cooler, but you feel good that you got it. <laughs> yeah, you don't feel bad. Like the Wraith cooler, uh, it's yeah. a nice, well-designed yeah. cooler. And even if you do upgrade to it, it takes away, like if, like I said, I think this should have probably been $100 cheaper in my opinion. But mm-hmm. if it's going to be 500 bucks, having a nice, well-designed air cooler, something like the Wraith in it, would have been like, all right, it's a little more than I wanted, yeah. but you know, it has this nice cooler. You can justify yeah. it in your head a little bit more. Yeah. Because at least, if nothing else, if you don't use it for like day-to-day use, you always have it as a backup in case you need to troubleshoot down the road. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, I, I could see that. I Or, you know, honestly, I would I could see like two SKUs. Um, <laughs> box SKU and, you know, with maybe, and then maybe one with the heat or you can buy it with the heat sink. You pay whatever 
20 bucks more. Well, that's crazy. They're going to push up to five. But I just kind of like, <laughs> it just kills me. Like, uh, you, you're just kind of like, if you're, it's, nope, nobody's ever got like, oh, I wish I need to go get another one of those Celeron heat sinks, right? They're, they work fine, but let's face it. They look like the wimpiest heat sinks in the entire planet. But I don't think yeah. they would include that with it. I mean, even AMD has like, yeah, they could do what they call it, one. segmentation between Intel, their coolers. Intel actually has a very high end aftermarket. Well, high end for Intel uh, cooler. That's a, copper slug and everything is it's, it's fairly decent it's like close to hyper 212 evo um but i to me i i would feel like better if it were 400 bucks right then yeah it, I mean, it was 30 more said. dollars over what a 8700k went for you get two more yeah. cores you get the high clocks so. i'd have been fine with 425 the same as the 8600k even but 500 just seems like oh the 8086k oh yeah yeah yeah, um, yeah. and Sorry, back to the cooler thing uh, real quick. Vignesh says, uh, I enjoy having the Wraith Prism cooler as a backup for my 360M uh, millimeter what AIO. What I just said. Yep. Thanks for backing me. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are just prepared, right? Just like... <laughs> we coordinated. We're all wearing CPU company shirt colors today, I just noticed. Really? I'm yeah, wearing red. I, didn't, red. I'm, I'm, I subconsciously colors. wore red. Yeah. <laughs> so I... I uh, I don't know. Like it, I, I'd rather just see the. I, I'm fine with no heatsink. I, it would. I'm right with you. I, it's, it would make you feel better. I don't think it would take the whole sting out of it, though. It wouldn't take the whole sting, but yep. it, it makes it just a little bit more palatable. Yeah. Uh, we should probably move on because oh. we got a lot to talk. Oh about. my yeah, god! Yes, so, we do. And yeah. you know what? So let me bring this up. I'm going to bring this up. And you talked about lawyers and <laughs> on the press release in the Intel newsroom when they talk about like you know best gaming cpu it this is like one of those pharmaceutical ads at the bottom i mean it's like <laughs> it's like there's a press release and there's about four, 45 paragraphs of actual like <laughs> things to justify saying it's the best cpu i'm gonna point this out at the bottom of the news release performance Viagra performance results are based on testing by principal <laughs> technologies as of October 4th, 2018 and may not reflect on publicly available security updates. See configuration disclosure for details. No product can be absolutely secure. <laughs> Intel will be marketing, you know. So basically, uh, Intel came out with this. They said 19 games, all kinds of stuff, best gaming CPU. Uh, and the same day, this very same night. Well, it's what it's doing is citing independent third-party testing by a company called Principal Technologies, which Intel commissioned ahead of launch. Right, and for people who don't know, uh, most of us know, uh, consumers know Principal Technologies from Web Expert, Benchmark Expert. They do a lot of sort of browser-based benchmarks that a lot of people run on sort of like tablets kind of stuff, not not heavy-duty stuff, but they are also an in-house analyst firm that you hire them. They're hard guns. They do their testing for you. A lot of them are just for internal stuff, right? So they, they can say they, they want a third-party to test it and they get the stuff back. In this case, they actually decided to release preliminary benchmarks, and immediately everybody got angry, right? Angry. Why, Brad, do you know why they got angry? <laughs> um, because uh, the testing methodology was incredibly flawed in ways that kneecapped AMD systems. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I just, how many ways? I guess that's how many different well, there, ways? There, there, are, there are different ways. Um, the major ones... Uh, are it ran the AMD systems with the stock Wraith cooler, but put a high-end Noctua cooler on the Intel parts, which, you know, if you're testing CPU performance, being able to run colder will directly affect clock, clock speeds, so that innately disadvantages AMD. Uh, 
Another way, a major way that they hindered Ryzen parts is they downloaded the Ryzen Master Utility uh, and activated the game mode, which is intended for Threadripper parts only. And what it does is disables half the cores oh. because Ryzen yeah. parts, uh, with the way wow. all the dies inside interconnect, game mode will make it so just that, you know, the two ones that talk directly to memory basically are the ones being used. Uh, mm. In mainstream Ryzen parts, oh. that doesn't need to happen. It just cuts core count in half. Yeah. So it's a major disadvantage in CPU tests, obviously. Wait, but do, um, do we think they did that intentionally, or was it just somebody not realizing? Well, it wasn't. There, yeah. There are some other issues as well, as well at like memory, uh, memory, memory bandwidth and stuff. Uh, and again, I, I, talk, I talk about Gamers Nexus every week because they do great work. But as it turns out, Steve and Gamers Nexus actually are based in the same city as Printable Technologies, Durham, North Carolina. And the day that this happened, he un unannounced drove over to the offices <laughs> and did an interview with the co-founder of the company. A good, uh, good on them for taking the interview. They easily could have been like, yeah. oh, hey, you got to schedule something, come back I later. Just, but I really like that all 60 minutes thing, right? <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't watch it. I, I need to watch it yet. It's on my, this is my queue, too. I haven't gone through it yet. It's go, great. Go watch it's that video. It's completely uncut. They go from beginning to end. We're not going to cut anything, so you can't say that we're being biased or no editing it wow. or whatever. Nice. But, uh, in my opinion, there are a lot of flaws and questionable decisions in the methodology. Watching that video, I get the feeling that principal technology typically handles enterprise kind of stuff and in-house kind of stuff. I don't think they're used to gaming methodologies as much right. as us dedicated reviewers are. Hmm. And I, for a lot of these, hearing the co-founder explain why they behave the way that they did, I take him at his word that... Hey, we ran these at these memories at these speeds because that's what Intel is rated for, and this is what AMD is rated for. Never mind the fact that a normal gamer wrote they enable XMP or whatever; they're just doing the ratings. I it there what they did makes sense on the surface if you're not thinking deeply about how to make this a direct apples to apples comparison in a lot of ways. But regardless, it's very thought, flawed methodology and it makes AMD look like crap. AMD performance. Yeah. And the other thing too, um, and it's, I, and I, I sort of, you know, I always want to give everybody the benefit of the doubt, but there's sort of the tone deafness of, of their tests. They tested strictly at 1080p resolution, which everybody knows we already went through that, that gut punch <laughs> when Ryzen 7 came out, right? Because Ryzen 7 was horrible at 10, 1080p. Horrible. Well, here's the thing. Launch. That's because it shows CPU weaknesses. So that's the part of the of the methodology that I agree the most with. I think you should run it at 1080p. Well, no. See, I, I agree. And honestly, that is the way I've been doing it for forever. 1080p. Because honestly, what's the point of even running games? Because it never changes, right? So, um, But I do think... And I agree after going through that whole hand, that was just a horrible, horrible experience of like people, no one knew. Everybody was like, what's going on with this 1080p resolution thing? But I really do think there's, there's, it's very valid if you are giving consumers representative performance to show 1080p performance, which is valid. I don't care what any AMD fans say. It is a valid test. I'm, I'm with you, Brad, because there are 1080p 240 hertz panels there. There's people who buy those. That's why they sell them. Mm -hmm. But I also want to tell people what you get at 1440p and maybe 4K, right? And that what you get is use, useful information to consumers, whether or not they're looking to buy it, if they have a setup like that. 
But I think if once you move up to 1440 and 4K, it shifts more of the bottlenecking mm-hmm. over to the graphics card. It does so shift it. it's it's not as useful as 1080p performance. I have no issue with them benchmarking at 1080p. But I, I, I'm not, I have no issues with them um, using 1080p. I have issues with only using 1080p. But I, I understand why. Because, look, if, if somebody says, hey, Gordon, I want to build a box. Uh, should I buy a 2700X or should I buy 9900K? I'm like, well, uh, what resolution panel? You always ask, like, what are you going to use it for? Mm-hmm. So you're going to play games. You ask what resolution panel. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be running a 4K panel. And I took everybody's advice. I bought a 1080. I didn't buy a 2080 Ti. I had the money. Didn't want to do it. <laughs> 1080. So 1080. <laughs> 1080 Ti. Thank you. 4K. <laughs> It's the right choice. I, I gotta say, you know what? It's I it's gonna be a wash, right? For the I most part, I, at fourteen forty and four K, it'll be a wash. So they I know actually that. disagree with the whole concept of testing at those higher resolutions. And I feel like when it became an issue when Ryzen launched, it's because AMD kind of pressed that issue. Hey, nobody tested at fourteen forty and four K because the original Ryzen had lower, much lower IPC and single thread performance than Intel, and so. 1080p shows that going to the higher resolutions shifts it on to the graphics. So I think it was AMD trying to move the goalposts. They did. And I think they did a bit successfully. They, they did. It doesn't show raw CPU performance. Well, I so I think they did. And I think anybody who only runs 4K is doing a disservice to people. But I do think people are running, you know, 1080 and 1440. I think it's it's more valid information for somebody building a system to know that. I mean, because I would not want to tell somebody. 9900K is going to be faster in games only, period. I would want to say 9900K is faster in games. We're, we don't have any tests, but we're going to guess 5 gigahertz is going to be faster. I'm going to guess. I'm going to tell them it's going to be faster, but if you are running, if you are GPU constrained as you are in most games, and you also, like, it, it's classic. It's like 8700K versus 2700X. Do I do, you know, 12 threads or 16 threads, right? Well, if you're doing 50% rendering, 3D rendering, I got to say 2700X makes more sense. You play some games and you're playing at 1440 or 4K, 2700X makes more sense. You're building a, you know, 1080p, 240 hertz panel? Uh, Yeah, 8700K, right? That's easy. But I just think... This goes back to that experience topic. But more information I think is valid, but I think... Getting back to principal technologies, their mistake was like only testing one thing that look, I give everybody benefit doubt, but it's like having game mode on, uh, not running the clocks on the memory as high or as a, or hand, you know, tuning the timings for Ryzen and then also running 1080p. You got to wonder, you either are not paying attention to what is going on out there or you sort of know, oh, I didn't know what was going on kind of stuff because you needed to, to hit this, this these numbers, like right? They said, go ahead and lit up. I feel like you guys are both saying the same thing, honestly, just from slightly different <laughs> angles. Oh. Yeah, like, I actually don't think there's an argument here, even though you guys... Yeah, so we like, just think differently about We think differently. Resolution. Yeah. Well, well, no, I mean, like, I, th- I think that you guys are both kind of saying the same thing about 1080p and about how the methodology is a little bit flawed. I think what Gordon is basically doing is just adding on to what you're saying, Brad, where it's like if if you had actually looked at 1440p and 4K in those tests for AMD, they wouldn't have been able to have such a skewed outlook, I think is what he's trying to get at. 
Yep. Not that he, you shouldn't test at 1080p. Elaine is also the argument counselor. If you have an <laughs> argument on the internet, she'll come. I mean, I'm the surplus I blue think you're here. Both so I think you were first. And since the timestamp is the same, first. you're both first. But there's, there's questions about the resolution testing, but the cooling and the game mode are inexcusable. They were saying they tried to, they were trying to test the way that normal people would. So that's why they had the memory timings at the huh. stock ratings, which. Again, kind of makes sense, but doesn't make for an apples to apples comparison. Right. Um, and then they put 64 gigabytes of RAM in that thing, yeah. which is 700 something dollars. <laughs> <laughs> no, they wanted to test it realistically. Okay, Brad, come on. <laughs> See, I'm not sure. I'd, I, I, I can buy fully loaded testing. In fact, I've done that as well because, you know, a lot of people will say, "Well, you're you're handicapping AMD because you're running full, you're running fully loaded and." Uh, early on Ryzen doesn't you can't clock the memory up if it, if the bus memory bus is fully loaded. Well, so what that's if on, I on AMD. but what yeah what if I want to build a machine with thirty two gigs of RAM? Yeah, you know on and they're only eight gig dims, right? <laughs> then you're like, uh, so, <laughs> so uh, I think but you got to do both. You just more information is better. The 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 answer is not yes. less information. It's I think that's more. I think that's ultimately your point. More information. Thank is you, better. Elena, for solving our internet <laughs> argument. So uh, <laughs> once again, I think we should move on, just because I know the last topic is going to oh, be a big yeah. one. But uh, before that, yeah. um, you know, obviously it was sloppy. I mean, there's a lot of people saying, okay, either they made rookie mistakes or it's sloppy, or maybe they got paid off. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Uh, how much of this falls on Intel, you know, because Intel could have came back and been like, oh, hey, can you redo this? Because we don't think this is fair. Don't don't you think at least Intel would have known? Or do you think they're like, oh, cool. All right. Thanks. I don't I, know if they're allowed to, though. Well, the, the thing I think is, it all fall on Intel. I think so, Intel's too. Intel's the one who commissioned it exactly. and published it. Well, no. So I think Intel basically is like, hey, yeah, it's ultimately Intel calls the ball and saying we're going to run these numbers. We're going to run in our press release. That is their fault, ultimately. But I if we accept that principal technologies and they seem like they're a legit outfit, they've been yeah, around they've been for a around long time, for a long they've time. been around a long time. Intel says, hey, we want you to test this processor, this processor, this processor, this processor for gaming performance. It's because it's an independent test, I can't tell you, run it 1080p, you know, do all these things to nerf my competition. No, I just, so, that be, go ahead, sorry. Elena. I just think, though, that it's, I mean, in a way, it's like both their faults, right? So, I mean, principal technologies should have maybe gotten more context for how they're supposed to test these, right? But I feel like when you commission something, it's like having a contractor come to your house and you're like, okay, I know nothing about, you know, electrical work. But if you, if you see that they're doing something that doesn't seem quite right, you might want to say like, hey, by the way, like, I know I don't know anything about this, but can you double check that? Because I just, something feels off to me. Like, you don't have to but give them the explicit direction. It's just, you know... Well, the big difference is that Intel does know about this. Intel knows 100% the way that it should have been tested I, right. I, I like I, I, I'm an editor. If Gordon gave me a thing that had all kinds of errors in it, I wouldn't just run with it. I'd say, hey, that's not cool. We can't publish that. Do better or we're just not going to publish it. Yeah, but I that, think that's the I think same. It's somewhere between the two, right? I think it's more of like yeah. you had to you agreed to take Gordon's column on as an independent thing, so you can't really touch it, but you can at least tell him like this isn't fit for publication. Brad does tell yes. it all yeah. the time. <laughs> this true. is a good story, Brad. <laughs> no, but seriously, this I, I do think the way these things are set up, if it's a legitimate testing house. This is not this is not a political poll that you're it's a push poll that you're you're making just to just 
cook up results that you want. And there are those. There are legitimate polls. There are false fake polls. This is them saying, test these parts. Here are the parts. We need to buy this date. They could. The only thing they could have said is, hey, you know what? Uh, we can't run this. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Right. That's yeah, what we could, just said. And they but, should have. Yeah. But it's like, what do they do with it, right? It's like, uh, the launch is next week, right? I mean, there's no way we could get, or tomorrow, right? There's nothing they can do at that point. I, I don't, we don't really know, but I will say one thing. This, if this does blow up into, I swear to God, a, a shareholder lawsuit, right? Because if some lawyer for some investor that has $2.50 in Intel stock says, I want to sue them over this, they're going to sue Intel for any communications and they're going to ask for, well, I want to see the, the, I want to see the specs of the test you want them to run. And then they are then going to go to principal technologies. Bam. Here's a subpoena. Give me all your communications. Give me the specs of what you Intel wanted you to run. And if it's like text message, like, Oh my God, can you turn on gamer mode? And also don't put any thermal paste. Then it's like, Oh, I can tell you, I don't think that's going to come out. I think what'll probably happen when that happens is like, they don't do this stuff. They don't pay attention to the drama. It's like it's like the the way the CPU turns. Like it has been drama ever since <laughs> Ryzen showed up. Every day is drama, right? Everything is drama. Because competition is just like it's all drama, right? It's like how are they going to know? Like what? 1080p. I've what been doing worth? that forever. I think Principal Technologies does deserve some kudos. The reason that we know that this methodology was flawed is because they published their yeah, methodology step right. by step by step. Like down to yeah. download Ryzen Master from here, open it, press these buttons. Yeah. Right. And then they've been very transparent and open about the whole thing. Yeah. I, I really I lean towards rookie mistakes personally for the most part. But very respectable. It still should have been it. published. Yep. True. And which goes to show, like we always say, wait mm. for benchmarks from yeah. independent actual independent reviewers, yeah. not from ones commissioned by Intel or AMD and NVIDIA. The yeah. early vendor benchmarks are always, if not necessarily like this is the worst most egregious case i've seen things being skewed because of setup but even if you look at other amd and nvidia numbers there's a reason nvidia was touting hdr and not other stuff before the rtx launch right i mean they always cherry pick wait for independent reviews 100 percent of the time especially for things that cost 500 dollars. there's there's a great article on pc world called never pre-order anything <laughs> oh. it might be written by one brad well, I, I know already know the answer to this, but somebody's gonna uh, somebody asked. Uh, but when can we see these independent benchmarks? I don't know. Actually, you I can never you I can never I talk about that stuff. Okay, I, I, just, I, I knew I just ask, had to ask. Uh, ask. And the, then, the street launch date for the CPUs is I think the nineteenth, though. So hmm. you would expect independent reviews to be up then at the very latest. Yep. Okay. Uh, and then uh, the other one is you know I've seen some people in here that say hey you know like I, I get the whole controversy but it's still a great part and I'm just gonna buy it. Really? Because they just don't want to live another life yeah, you want without. The best. I'm just kidding. No, I'm just, like, just joking. I say, like, who's got all this cash? But are they really saying they're going to buy it? Or you're yes. Making- yeah. Yeah. There was a couple no, people I mean, who were like, hey, you know, I, I get the controversy, but I, I, I already pre-ordered. I said that with Steve, I, and I, I came out wrong. But I think, like, honestly, as far as safe bets go, 9900K is a safer bet than RTX. Yep. RTX, hey. you just, I no, I mean, you just don't know if that whole. Ray True. Trace World is going to show up, but I can tell you damn Wait. well two more cores and solder is going to be fast. I, I put the ninety nine hundred. I put the ninety nine hundred K in the same boat as the what is it twenty eighty Ti. Yeah, it costs a lot more compared to the competition, but it is. I mean, we haven't tested it yet, but I can pretty much say for certain at this point, it's going to be the fastest small socket CPU you can buy. Right. So if you're willing to spend that money on it, I mean, if this is your hobby and you have you know money to spare. 
there are going to be people who buy that. Right. But no, so my, my, what I'm saying is RTX, it's, it's a hedge. This is the, it's, it's, it's the brave can, new world. It's, it's the undiscovered country, Star Trek reference. <laughs> we don't, you just don't know, but I, I'm sure as hell not going to pay for full release price for a two year old card. I don't care. What says. <laughs> I'm just, you know, right. I just think I know what I'm going to get out of a 900 K. I'm going to get higher clocks. I'm going to get solder. Two more cores. Yeah. yeah. All right. So it's guaranteed. But what about... I'm real uh, curious to see how it overclocks all core. I hope it hits 5 gigahertz. Yeah, so we're talking about the 9900K, but what about the uh, lower-end parts without hyper-threading, Gordon? Oh, yes, yes. So the Core i7, this is like... This is I, in, internet coming. This, we're going to get past this benchmark controversy. <laughs> we're going to get past... Then we're going to get to 9900K benchmarks. There will be controversy somewhere, somewhere. Some drama. And then the next drama will be this. ninth gen Core i7 9700K, 8.8, right? Eight yep. cores, no hyper-threading, $374. It's the same deal with Core i5, no hyper-threading. Well, but hi- i5 is That never- was an N55, yeah. It, was, it never had hyper-threading, right? So it's... But i7 I always has, and with this generation, it effectively makes hyper-threading a luxury option for the $500 9900K and higher. Yeah. Right. And the way I look at it, I wrote a story on PCWorld.com. Oh, you go never to heard browser, of PCWorld.com. 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 I take it really as not, everybody's getting all, you know, all getting upset about loss of hyper-threading. It isn't really about loss of hyper-threading to me. It's about paying uh, more or the same to get fewer threads. Because we've had yes. Pentium with and without hyper-threading. We have had Atom with and without hyper-threading. In AMD doesn't lower in. They just simply use it to do product segmentation so they can charge more or charge less. Right. I feel like that's kind of a fine-grained distinction that I'm not quite following. Well, because I think the problem with when you say, I pe- when you say there's no more hyper, people say there's no more hyper-threading, I think it's sort of, it's hard to process that. I think it's a lot easier for me to process. I got, Total I got 12 threads with Core i7 8700K mm, for $370. And now for ninth gen Core i7 9700K, which is a thousand more because it's, you know, a thousand more than 8700K, I'm getting eight threads. For 400 bucks. For, so it's a. Uh, which is 374. Well, yeah. No, that's, the tra- that's the tray price. You're right. It's so $400. Basically, 400 I used to get 12 threads. Now I'm getting eight threads. Uh, sure. It's actually, two more wasn't it cores. less than that for 12 threads? Well, right now it's 400 plus. Yeah. 8700K is. It's skyrocketed. The price it's, has gone it up. It has skyrocketed. I'm just saying at launch, launch to launch. I'm yeah, launch to launch. Yep, yep. But it's just, to me, that's, that's the real kind of like kick in the gut. That burns me. That burns me. I think we talked about this before. It really burns me that, uh, you know, this is all a response to Ryzen since Ryzen came out last year. AMD came out and said, hey, look at all these cores that we offer. And we're doing uh, all these parts are unlockable. And all these parts have hyper or simultaneous multi-threading. Uh, Intel's really been struggling with it on how to because they have such a more complicated product stack from bottom to top. And I'm just really disappointed that they decided that the best solution is to take away hyper-threading. Because there are going to be workloads where the 8700K and its 12 threads is going to beat the 8-core, 8-thread, 9700K. Right. And we think anyway. That's not even a – we think. We think. It's – I would say very, very likely – uh, and the uh, the idea of spending more a generation later to get worse performance in pretty much any aspect, I really dislike that. Yeah, 
And also, I, I the way I sort of see it is, it's interesting. We basically have a price increase because I don't yeah. really think of Core i nine. If you could also think of it this way, Core i nine is now Core. I, if you think of Core i nine as Core i seven, mm. the new Core i seven ninety seven hundred K that's Core i six. Okay, not right? quite five. But now for your Core i seven, it's four eighty eight or five hundred dollars. So instead of paying three to four hundred dollars, three fifty to four hundred. You're now paying closer to five hundred dollars. That sort of over five hundred on the street. Yeah, it's over nine thousand. And I, I don't doubt that these parts are going to be faster. And honestly, to the people who that's all that matters, more power to you. But I, I am just surprised because usually competition means lower prices, well, right? We talked about what? this in a previous show, right? Where we already know certain factors. Like one, Intel doesn't really want to get into like a, a race to the bottom. Right. Two, they really like making money. So it doesn't, it, it does, it's really disappointing, but it's not surprising that they would lean really hard into this, you know, angle of, well, we'll give you the best gaming performance you can get. So that way they can justify, you know, making these changes, right? Because they, they've, I think I saw something, there's something they said or that they put on a statement, which was they don't feel that any games are really taking advantage of anything more than eight, you know, eight threads. So you're not going to be right. harmed. They're not, you're not going to be harmed if you're a gamer to get a chip that doesn't have as many threads as the previous generation. So that's what they're really like leaning hard into. Makes total sense. Still very disappointing. I would have, what's, what's, I think they could have approached this so much better. Cause I agree with the idea of, Hey, you know, our mainstream lineup, most people game, we're going to lean hard into gaming. So we're just going to give you straight eight physical cores. That's the fastest performance you could get out of your threads, you know, and that'll blow through 99% of what anybody's going to do. And I'm 100% if they'd lean into that, but then drop the price mm. and say, okay, instead of mm. being 378 launch, it's now 325. You're getting fewer threads, yeah. but it'll blow <sighs> the pants off of gaming. Mm. Yes, we're taking away threads. It still does what you got to do. Now it's cheaper. Yeah. I would have been all about that, but it's the mixture of taking it away. (laughs) At a cooler. (laughs) But taking away the threads and then charging more, it's just, uh, it's a a hard combo. Oh, uh, by the way, the box is only on the i9 version, just so anybody's confused. Oh, so you don't Uh, even get to, you don't even get to display that with pride. What do you think your 150 bucks goes for? Womp womp. (laughs) I want a Somebody broke the prototype. (laughs) I'd rather have a cooler. They can't even run a 3D printer anymore. They broke the prototype, someone dropping it. Hashtag team cooler. It's... It's it's going to make it hard for them to like, I'm real curious to see where the benchmarks fall compared to the 2700X. And I'm going to be doubly curious to see. We already know that the next generation Ryzen chips are going to be on the seven nanometer process. And those are going to come probably in the first quarter of next year, looking historically. Right. So there is a chance that very soon, like AMD will have some rocking parts compared to an eight core, eight thread, $400 core i7. Right. But, you know, I, you know, and I do think, I really do think there are going to be, you know, a lot of, so there are going to be a few multi-threaded benchmarks like you, 8700K is going to rock 9700K's world. But I do think this thing with the solder, the solder chim and with 4.9 turbo and no hyper-threading, this thing just could basically run all day at like 4.6, all day, everything. So question for you. Would you rather get a two-year-old chip <laughs> at list price? No, no. Let's just say, like, for just pure speculation, right? Would you have preferred getting another six twelve uh, chip, or would you choose this eight eight chip? 
I I don't. That's why we got away from the benchmarks. I don't know. You know, and I think it 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 always comes down to what are you going to use it for. I'm going to bet a 90% gamer, 9700K is probably going to be way better than the 8700K, right? Higher clocks all the time. You don't have to fuss at, with it. At 1080p resolution, at least. <laughs> yeah, but you say that's all that matters, Brad, 1080p. <laughs> You're saying that. We don't got it on fight, tape. everybody. Oh. Don't fight. <laughs> but no, I, I just, I, I would think, yeah, there's, a, there's legitimate arguments for 9700K for a, a 90% gamer. I agree not, 100%. And that's why uh, I wish they had dropped the price. If they had dropped the price rather than increasing it, it would have been a big difference. Yeah, price. I mean, let's face it. I think if you just shaved a hundred bucks off of every, well, not that's probably too much. If you saved seventy five dollars off everything, everybody would be happy, right? Even fifty. Three three twenty five for the ninety seven hundred K. Four twenty five for the ninety nine hundred K. Two fifty for the i five. I would right. have been. Whoa, that's great. I yeah. Then everybody would have been I but I don't know. That would they yeah, I would have feel I felt that they did that, they would have just crushed right current gen Ryzen. They would have just crushed them. Yeah. Right? And then they would have they like, hey man, we're designing this for gamers. Like, cause they were playing up this angle in the interview that you did with uh the desktop chief. Yeah. You know, Core Honor. X is for Honor. the creators. Yeah. These mainstream sockets they're for gamers and normal people. So what we're gonna do is reduce the price and just give you straight cores, no more threads, because those give you maximum performance. So we're optimizing these chips for gaming. We're making them cheaper. Go kick butt in Fortnite or whatever. I think that would have been a strong message, but yeah, the price increase kills it. It does hurt it, yes. Um, but, you know, Intel does like money, as most companies. Uh, actually, that's their uh, the shareholders want them to do is to care about money, so that's not that bad. <laughs> but, oh, one thing I do want to add... Um, Traditionally, it's really weird because we sort of think we know these parts replace the old parts. The older parts usually stick around. Like you can still get a seventy seven hundred K. Oh, can you these days? You still can. But the question is, and my but it's still list price. It's still list price. (laughs) Yeah, that is it is highly controlled. So you would be paying the same whatever price you've been paying. I I, I think though. So I think if you do want a six twelve option, eighty seven hundred K will be there. I think. What'll be interesting with this generation is because when 8700K came out, <laughs> nobody wanted a 7700K. When 7700K came out, nobody wanted a 6700K. 9700K to 8700K, some people are going to go, I want 12 threads, same price. I, I, I'll be interested to see if those 8700Ks that are just kind of sitting around and you're collecting dust may vanish. You know, right. Yep. The prices have been going up, you said. So yeah. that also could play a role in, in the decision, too. Right. Though. I, right. I think it's interesting, again, referencing the interview that you had with uh, Intel's. I'm not even going to try to say his name, but the desktop Honor. chief. It's You should go check it out if you haven't yet. It's an awesome interview. Uh, he mentioned that the 8700K um, demand exceeded expectations. It's been flying off the shelves. That's because the 7700K was four cores, eight threads. You know, 8700K boosted that uh, six horse, 12 threads. It's a huge improvement over its predecessor. Now we're moving to the 9700K, and it goes right back to the eight threads that the 7700K had, which yeah, is kind but, of a bummer. But pure, but pure. Uh, yeah, but pure. Pure core. So. And high clock. Also, the wild card is the high clocks, right? Yep. This thing really yep. with the solder, this thing could just, I'm, I'm serious. It could, it could be just, a beast. All cores could sit around at 4-4, four, four, right? And that'd be just a smoking part. So I don't know. I'm, I expect these to be excellent gaming chips uh, for at, at premium gaming chips. So yeah. Although I mean, I, so yeah. So like that's the thing people got to realize. Intel is still 
80% of desktops, if not more. Right? I mean, you count everything up, there more, but they sell a ton more CPUs than AMD. Is it just... And the, the interesting part, you know, just to go weird and wonky and wider factor for a second, the interesting part to me is that this very intriguing decision to dump hyperthreading in the mainstream parts occurs at a time when Intel is having trouble meeting CPU demand because so many chips have been on 14 nanometer for so long, they just can't keep up. So they've said, hey, man, we're having a shortage. Some prices are going to be higher. We're not going to make some of the lower end chips because we're focusing on the high margin stuff. So just like yesterday, both IDC and Gartner, which are research firms, put out reports, the statement of the PC like they do every quarter. And they both expect that CPU shortage for Intel to continue through the end of next year hmm. and for AMD to pick up the slack. Hmm. So th this is coming at a time where AMD has an opening in to meet demand that Intel isn't fixing. So it's real interesting to me that Intel is cutting back on threads at a time when AMD has a chance to get out there in the market and make more of a name for itself. Yeah. But I mean, again, I think everybody's basically, their business is, we are selling everything we can make. So it's probably not mm -hmm. a bad situation. Yeah, right. <laughs> so God, I'm looking for, who's the wiki chip analyst who is... Oh, I just want to bring this up because it's yeah you were chatting with him. He had a, he had a great reason. God, I'm so I'm, I wish I knew it. He's also the reason they named the um, does it, David Shore, I think, right? Yes. Okay, so David I Shore because I S H S C H O R S H David Shore. He's this guy's just like holy smokes. It's just like a, like a brain being wheeled around in legs. So he knows all the process stuff. He knows all the all the um, all the CP stuff. But he, I was asking everybody because I really wanted to know the the the, the soldered Tim right. Why? why why the hell not do it everybody's everybody was telling me it's, it's like less than two bucks to do solder right per, who knows right so and he had a really good point david shore at, at wiki chip um super smart guy he's like he thinks what happened is you know intel has been using paste him this whole time because they could i mean who cares what, what are you gonna buy didn't really matter anyway right they got to they were gonna their roadmap was to be a 10 nanometer already they didn't really need to pull pull in a solder tim but they just needed one more lever right mm -hmm. so the solder tim is the reason he thinks why everything is now soldered because they it's just one more plus so you yep. get more one more boost in there it's going to legitimately make it faster and it actually it's it's probably the that actually makes the most sense of all the people i've asked i mean definitely it's super cheap to do it the question is why why not why now and that makes a hell of a lot of sense to me yep I agree. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I think people dump on Intel for being on 14 nanometer so long. And, you know, they have had some serious roadblocks with 10 nanometer. But I think we're seeing with this, with the higher clock speeds, with the soldered tin, all this stuff is showing just how finely tuned they can make this process that they devote so many years to going with it. Right. I mean, it's just amazing how far they've come with 14 nanometer. So, but yep. it's, you know, yeah, seven up against seven nanometer horizon. Uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll right. See. We shall see. Are we out of time, Adam, or should we got any questions? Uh, yeah, questions? We, we, we've got some questions. Uh, so if, if you want your question uh, asked, and it can be random or on topic, uh, definitely at PC World so I can see it because we've we got a lot of chat going on. Uh, so the first one uh, is from Twitch. He asked it a while ago, so I wanted to follow it up here. Uh, on PC Part Picker, there's a limited amount of RAM compatibility with the Z390 RS Ultra. Please explain. Uh I have no idea. I don't know why it's it's really um, it's not really has nothing to do with this. Well, unless they screwed up on on the trace layouts, but uh, I'm going to guess that 
uh, PC Part Picker doesn't actually go in and make check that because it's a it's a huge database. I'm going to guess they're just going off what's been validated by Gigabyte on that board, and they probably yep. haven't validated everything for that board yet. So you can say that. Remember, remember, folks, memory controllers in the CPU. So the memory the memory controller is. I'm going to guess it's a clone from 8700K. Doesn't really change much. Might go a little higher. The only thing that could affect that is, oh god, we screwed up some traces on the board going to the the uh, the dim slots. So okay. Uh, on YouTube, Timothy asked earlier, at what point is hyperthreading pointless for gaming? Are there many game engines that even use more than six to eight cores? I was just actually this morning reading uh, a performance analysis by Keith May, uh, an awesome U.S. hardware editor for uh, WCCF Tech which I'm down on their rumors, but Keith May does great work. And he did a performance analysis of the new Assassin's Creed Odyssey, both CPU and GPU. And it actually, the more threads that you throw at it, uh, it'll take them all. Really? Yeah. More performance. Yep. Which, Abe's Odyssey? No. Assassin's Abe's Creed Odyssey. Odyssey. <laughs> I missed what you said at first. I was like, what? <laughs> Some Sega uh, game wait. from like 25 it's, years ago? It's becoming, it's, it's become, like DirectX 12 in general, it's becoming more mm. common it is still far from common though yeah yeah i i wouldn't i, I don't think it really matters i think eight cores like i was saying i think the eight cores that are in the 9700k will be fine for the foreseeable future for gaming but definitely if you are running a ryzen 7 turn off game mode for that game <laughs> but wait i thought you're supposed to test with game mode on it does say run game all mode. the benchmarks I, in game mode i gotta say it's a fault of amd for even having you do that without a box that says, hey, dude, you're turning off half your cores. Dude, do that. I think, <laughs> I think it should be marked in the software as incompatible with Ryzen, only available for Threadripper chips. Well, but, you know, actually, Brad, I, got, I swear to God, I hope people are going to be honest. If Principal Technologies goes in, they flip on game mode, and the 2700X, some of the definitely Ashes is going to go up because you're adding more cores, but some of the games will suffer from the intra-CCX latency, right? So some games may actually lose performance because... Uh, of the inter CCX, if if it hits both of them, right? Because we know on the Windows scheduler is awesome. On chips. Right on Ryzen chips. So uh, okay, um, uh, over our, on Facebook, uh, it's not really a question, but a uh, comment uh, that I wanted to get uh, you guys' opinion on. Uh, Bok- Bokra. Uh, only reason Intel has that much of an advantage in games over AMD is ring bus architecture, and majority of games are coded to fully utilize it due to core series being here for a decade. True, false, expand. I don't necessarily think it's the ring bus. Uh, I, because I, if you then you would see a, a horrible performance out of um, uh, Skylake X, which is mesh, but I think. It is just because they've been around for a long time. Nobody, I mean, hell, if you're a game developer seven years ago, are you going to throw all your effort into coding for AMD parts? No, you didn't. <laughs> Ryzen's a brand new. I do think that was that had that was a problem with the Ryzen launch. A lot of games just didn't work well with the with the microarchitecture. It's gonna it's gonna take time. It'll get better. It's because games are built. The majority of games are built for higher single thread performance and clock speed because intel was so dominant for so long compared because the bulldozer generation just wiped amd off the map (laughs) for a decade when it comes to gaming and so game games and game engines have been optimized for that you know high single thread performance and that's where intel still holds lead i think that has a lot to do with it that was always such a go ahead ryzen ryzen is closing the gap though 
Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think it's the next generation of games. I think it's every, these parts are out there. All developers, have, you know, it's, it's going to get a lot closer. The the optimization for Intel won't necessarily matter as much. But I just want to say, like, oh man, bulldozer! Every time I think about that name, it's just it kills me because at the time it's like this is big, it's, it's powerful, cool name. It's a bulldozer, cool name. It's actually also as fast as a bulldozer. <laughs> <laughs> come on, come on, faster! Uh, <laughs> Sandy, my why is my Sandy Bridge part faster? That's yeah. pretty good. AMD made the right bet on multi-core. They just did it a decade too early, <laughs> sorta, because it was CMT. But and, yeah. all right. Uh, FPS I drastic. Uh, why does Time Spy Extreme have an Intel Core i7 5960X beating and a Core i9-7980XE? I have no idea. It sounds like a leaked benchmark or early benchmark that could be drivers. Who knows? Good, good, no, good lord, where that that number? Who knows? All right, this is kind of a, a beginner question, uh, but I like to answer these two. Oh, uh, actually, I do have an answer for that. There are components, and if we're talking about Time Spy Extreme CPU, that's more core count. Um, 5960XE has, what, 10? 5960? 8? 5960, I thought that was the, uh, I can't keep track. That was the first 8 core. Oh, so it's a hassle. I, there's really no reason for that. Yeah, it's 8. Uh, uh, our old GPU bench based on that, so. Uh, beginner question, uh, Neil, is, uh, should you put more money into your CPU or GPU? When depends depends on, on what you're doing. Yeah. So the answer is yes. Yes. <laughs> say, just throw a couple of use cases out there. Use case. Uh, I'm going to go first because right? I got the mic. It's louder. Uh, if you're a gamer, uh, put it all into GPU. If you actually do work, other stuff, Photoshop, uh, Premiere, and all that kind of stuff for a living, put it more into your CPU budget. Okay. If you're a gamer, get a Core i5 or Ryzen 5, and then toss as much money as you can at your graphics card. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. Uh, poll smasher on YouTube. Uh, how will the removal of hyperthreading affect mobile chips and laptops, notebooks? Yeah, look again. This it's all market segmentation. None of this directly maps over to uh, yeah. to what we're going to get in laptops. Who knows? Who knows? Yep. It all you know. Intel. They're basically they've got these huge tables. They're like those uh, what are the insurance actuarians. They got to like figure <laughs> out where the slot stuff in versus AMD. <laughs> We don't know what's going to happen on mobile. And it's a different world there because AMD doesn't exist. We don't know, but I would say I would be really disappointed if they scaled back again on the core thread counts because it was so exciting when they finally changed it. Yeah, they can't yep. go back. The uh, For what it's worth, though, like the gaming chips on mobile, the 8750H, I think it's called or whatnot, they yep. was only launched like a few months ago. So I wouldn't expect to see ninth gen gaming chips and laptops anytime soon. Yeah, I wouldn't, but who knows, right? Because all it really is like backspace nine, right? That's, that's all it is. <laughs> There's really no difference. Okay, uh, a couple from uh, Twitch. Uh, Bastel, got it. Boom. Yay. Uh, will Gordon do a fair comparison test using stock coolers only? I want to see the performance of the 9900K with an Intel stock cooler. So there is no stock no. cooler. I am actually using <laughs> an Intel stock cooler. So I thought about a lot of this because it's it's always you he know did. you try to you try to balance this, but I because I really do think eighty to ninety percent of people who are going to buy twenty seven hundred X they're going to run the cooler out of the box. So what I'm using is I'm going to use the uh, BX fifteen A or something like that. It's an Intel cooler. It just looks like a a taller version of the the stock cooler that you've seen many times before i'm going to run that both on uh 8700k and 9700k and they're both you know and, and all the tests i've seen a non-tech did a test on it a few years ago and it's 
it's basically slightly under a um uh a t12 evo. evo and actually slightly uh about even with a wraith prism i think or a wraith core. okay so it's you know i i do understand which, go ahead which again going back to the principal technologies thing if they had slapped a 212 evo on the amd on the intel parts rather than a freaking hundred dollar knock to a cooler <laughs> it would have been a lot less egregious yeah yeah that's the, <laughs> that's the weird part and i don't yeah i mean you gotta wonder i mean but you know again i to be fair to them they tested nine systems duplicated so they had two 2700 X's, two 9900s, two of everything. They ran everything. All the parts were the same. They ran them all at the same time. Nobody runs pairs of systems to test. No, there's not going to be a single reviewer that's going to be running a pair of systems to test this. So I, they, it feels like in their heart they tried to do the right thing, mm-hmm. but it clearly was not the right thing with the, the result, right? So Yep. Okay, a uh, couple more from uh, Twitch. Uh, T-Swift, uh, is Intel trying to make up for sales losses due to the coming loss of Apple's moving to in-house CPUs? Um, I believe it when I see it. I, I would think because we're basically making everything up because the conversations that you're, you're, you're imagining right now in your head, viewer, those are like, that's like in a super compartmentalized room that's like soundproof and electronic proof. Apple and Intel are like probably two of the most secure companies in the world. I, I don't I don't think it's going to happen. I, I, it's ridiculous. I, I, I don't think Intel, if, if Intel, as all corporations can, if they can make a profit, they will make a profit. So they, it's a good chance right now they can make a profit. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, Yosha Matsa, uh, uh, did the IPC change between Skylake to Coffee Lake, or was it uh, just other improvements, chipsets, uh, increased thermal headroom, allowing for higher overclocks? It's for the most part, it's Skylake plus 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 plus. Um, KB Lake brought better graphics, huge, hugely improved graphics media engine, and uh, and then we just kind of kept cobbling on cores after that so yeah has there been any ipc increase as they move to the pluses i I don't think there has been i haven't done it in a little while but for the most part no it hasn't changed so the last time i did it it was like yeah speaking about the uh just to go on a tangent for a bit speaking about the prices and profits of these chips there's they're pretty high already I'm going to be curious to see if that number is so high to balance to kind of balance out and already factor in the increased component costs that are expected because of the U.S. tariffs, because CPU mm. components are getting going to get more expensive, it sounds like, pretty definitively, uh, CPUs being one of them. And I'm curious to see if that number already bakes in that factor or if they're just going to go up more if that continues to happen. I doubt it. But my experience as being a consumer and always, always getting the shaft <laughs> Remember when they re- increased the prices of airfare for gasoline because mm-hmm. during the fuel shortages? Yep. Did it ever come back? Did did a bridge toll ever go down? No, <laughs> it never does. So I I don't I don't think so. I think we're just going to get the shaft as because we're we're meant to get the shaft. They should just call us the shaft. <laughs> okay. Uh, Family show. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, last one from the boss. Uh, well, last one from Twitch. Uh, are GPU prices going back up? Other YouTubers have said now is the time to buy GPUs while prices go up. GPU prices are also expected to go up because of the tariffs. Um, at the moment, however, with the launch of the RTX lineup, uh, the comparable parts, the GTX 1080. 
Ti and the GTX 1080 have actually creeped back up to MSRP. So they were selling for cheaper before. Now that the RTX is out, the last gen art. Now that RTX is out, the last gen comparable GTX graphics cards cost more. But on the lower end of stuff, uh, you can find dirt cheap Radeon RX 570s and 580s right now. If you can find a good deal on those, like we've been seeing $150 RX 570s with three free games. We've been seeing $180 RX 580 with three free games. If you see that and you need to upgrade your 1080p monitor game, boom, buy it right now. That's what? 8 gig for the 580? Oh no, not that's four no. gig. But a four gig okay. five eighty will be totally fine well, for ten eighty p gaming. What are ten seventy ten eighty prices going for? Uh, he's been looking at more oh, recent than okay. I have. Yeah, they're coming down. You can find deals like that. It's not necessarily the stock price, but you can daily find deals for four gigabyte four eighty uh, uh four gigabyte five eighties for around two to two twenty. Uh. And we've been seeing pretty much constant RX 570 deals at 150 to 170 bucks, and that all includes AMD's three free games promotion through yeah. end of November. I know nobody asked about this, but I'm also just going to say, uh, in terms of things you should buy before they go back up in price, SSDs. Like, holy crap, everybody! <laughs> if you need um, some kind of expansion on your space, there, do it now. Doesn't matter form factor either. It seems like lately. Wow! So check this out. I, I just got to point this out. EVGA. We're not talking stock cards here. Uh, GeForce GTX 1060 six, six gig card two seventy nine on Newegg. Uh, yes, ten sixty prices haven't gone down. That's GTX still... ten sixty hasn't. AMD prices have been going down. I guess I'm still used to like the shock shell shock of, of the yeah. I mean the miners. But these, that's not these are bad, back to it? MSRP yet though. What's what's MSRP on the 1060 is not lower than that. Yes, yeah, it is. It's 260 was the launch price. Uh, a couple more questions, and then we got to get out of here. Yeah. Uh, Rusty is asking you, Brad. Can you explain why you think that Zen Two would come out first quarter 2019 instead of later? Because first gen Zen came out in March or April. Second gen Ryzen came out in March or April. I expect third gen to come out in March or April. Oh, I don't CS. know. It seems pretty. Uh, your logic seems pretty fair there. I like Ooh, that. CS could be just exciting. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah. AMD's doing a keynote too. Woo-hoo. So that's right. Oh, yeah. Damn. Lisa Sue. We forgot to mention that. That's yeah. the one you want to bust it out, right? Yeah. That's yeah. when you want to like, you like at the world stage. Boom. That's, what's crazy about that? This is the first time AMD has done a keynote at CS in 51 years of the show's history. Yeah. So do you have to wonder if, if something special is coming up? Imagine so, if they right? come out and say, hey, we've got 7 nanometer Ryzen 3 coming out in, you know, April in two months. Oh, but one more thing, you know, we've got 7 nanometer graphics cards coming out. The AM, oh, my the God. The AMD gaming uh-huh. phone. Wow. <laughs> yeah, the AMD gaming phone <laughs> ties into self-driving machine learning car. <laughs> All right. Uh, last question. Uh, Gordon, how was it getting to do some videos with Steve, uh, Paul, and Kyle? They had some nice things to say on their live show about it. I, I didn't see that. Oh, it's always awesome. That's just, yeah. I, lo- I love they're Paul. Cool they're, just, they're cool guys. They're, they're guys. just the, the, yeah, they're, it's just fun. It's just, we have a good time, right? It's just. Steve especially. Steve. <laughs> I'm still trying to trigger Steve, trying to get him angry at me. I Actually, I was thinking yesterday, I was like, oh, man. You know, like, at some point, eventually, Steve will turn his ire at you. And I'm like, I need to, like, think about what I'm going to say the day Steve at Gamers Nexus, like, turns the turns the attention on me. Like, oh, yeah. That is so wrong, Gordon. Huzzah! 
Yeah. <laughs> Just don't be wrong then. I know. That's actually wrong. my that's actually my favorite part of going to events. Like seeing the ninety nine hundred K launch is cool. Seeing the new NVIDIA stuff launch is cool, but everyone who works in this space, they're all really cool people and i look forward to the go to the events just to say hi to these people face to face yeah yeah it's really cool um and then you know i know everybody likes to say you're shilling or somebody's paying for something pay it off to do a test but i gotta say everybody that most of the well everybody that i know at these they're they have the they have the readers and viewers interests at heart it may be from a slightly different perspective but that's what they're thinking of most of the time so you do it because you love it you do it because you love it, and your mean things hurt. I was thinking to Adam, we should have done like mean tweets. People just read mean tweets, as long as Jimmy Kimmel doesn't sue us. Cool. Let's uh, let's take it out. Yep, okay, before, we gotta go. Yeah, because my bladder's not gonna hold on anymore. It's meeting time. So check back next week for your fix of PC talk. Hopefully Thursday. We're gonna try to do it Tuesday. Next Tuesday. Tuesday. Mark Tuesday. down your calendar. Check back next Tuesday for your fix of PC talk on the Full Nerd for audio listeners. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher. Every time you do. It goes up one. Uh, also, send questions <laughs> and comments to the full nerd at pcwell.com. Thanks yeah. for coming. I'm Gordon Young with Brad Charkas. See you Tuesday. Elena Yee. Bye, everyone. And Adam Patrick Martin's going to hit the off switch. Thanks, everyone. I don't have anything pithy to say. Bye. <laughs>